When we come to Revelation chapter number 5, we find in God's Word, John has been, giving, has been given a look into the throne room of God. Chapter number 4, we see in the throne room of God, God the Father on the throne. Chapter number 5, we see the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is going to claim stake and he's going to be the one and be declared the one worthy to open up the title deed of all the earth. And uh, the Lord Jesus is going to be the one that's going to declare victory over everything. And uh, every injustice, every sin, everything that has ever gone wrong, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to make it right. And when we look at this passage of Scripture, chapter number 5, we're going to look into the throne room of God, and John's going to be seeing it, and uh, God's going to describe it, and there's some wonderful things we're going to see as we get in just a few minutes to verse number 12. I'm reminded of the uh, Handel's Messiah, the singing of Handel's Messiah. If you do not like classical music, you probably plug your ears when you listen to Handel's Messiah. But the next to last song and Handel's Messiah is worthy as the lamb that was slain. And, uh, oh, it's so wonderful to hear it this Christmas season. And the choir just belts out, worthy is the lamb that was slain. But I'll just tell you something. There's never been a choir that said anything like what we're going to see described in chapter number 5 of the book of Revelation. The Bible says in verse number 1, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside. Sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And has made us under our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne 
and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Tonight's message, weep not worship. The first thing we're going to see tonight is John is weeping. They're looking for somebody, some man that can open the seven seals of this title deed of the earth, the, the end of it all, the perfect will of God, the conclusion of the whole matter, the rights made wrong. We're looking for somebody that can make it all right, somebody that can open this, the seven seals. And John looks, and there's a strong angel, and he says, says, I can't find anybody. We can't find, there's no man. And then in walks the lamb that was slain. And when Jesus comes on the scene, we have every reason to worship. Tonight's message is weep not, worship. Let's look at these things together tonight. Number one, John is weeping. John is weeping. The Bible says in verse number one, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within on the backside, sealed with seven seals. The first thing we get a look at is we get a look again at the throne room of God. You remember the green emerald rainbow? You remember the, uh, the uh, four beasts with different heads that uh, represent either the gospel records, represent the, uh, the four apostles. They represent uh, truth and they, they're, they're working there and they're uh, initiating praise the Lord. The 24 elders represent the church. You've got saved people, the saints of God that are praising and worshiping the Lord. And we are around the throne of God and God the Father is on the throne. And the Bible says that he was seated, seated on the throne, God the Father, and there was a book written within and on the backside. Now, it's kind of fascinating. When you look at this book written within and on the backside, it's been completely written all over. It's complete. I want you to know something. God's plan of redemption is perfect and it's complete and it's not going to change. And God has promised that he's going to redeem us to himself. God's promised that he's going to win in the end. And this title deed of the earth, this plan for the people of God, the plan for the world, God's plan for the world, it's solid and sealed and certain. And complete. The Bible says in verse 2, John speaking, I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? This strong angel cries out, Who can do who's worthy to open the book? Verse number three, and no man in heaven, no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book. Neither to look thereon. In verse number four, and I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Let me tell you something. When you look at the condition that the world's in, you look at the condition of mankind, you can't help but have the same kind of spirit that John had. He looked all over and he's like, oh man, what a mess. No man's worthy to right all the wrongs. And he wept. Not only did he weep, but he wept much. And perhaps you find yourself in a season of life where you weep much. I want to be encouraging to you. You look to Jesus. There's hope even in the most grim and dark of situations. John is weeping. 
John is weeping. John is weeping because for a moment, John is thinking only of mankind. John is thinking only of what man can accomplish. John is thinking only about what man can do. And let me tell you something. When you start to understand all that man can do, man can do some amazing things. But I'll just have you know something. Man cannot save your eternal soul. Man cannot conquer death, hell, and the grave. Man cannot overcome the wickedness of this world. Man is limited. And you may be here and you may be strong. You're not as strong as an angel. I think it's kind of interesting that a strong angel is what he sees. And surely when you look at a strong angel, I think, man, that's somebody who can get a lot of stuff done. And surely you're right, a strong angel, no doubt a strong angel can do a whole lot of amazing things. But even a strong angel can't do what Jesus is designed to do and what Jesus came to do. And I'll remind you of something. You find your weakness, that's okay. You acknowledge your weakness, that's okay because Jesus... Is who we're looking for. John's weeping. And we live in a world that's weeping. We live in a world that's finding and realizing that man is insufficient. And every man who thinks that man is sufficient, if he goes to his grave deceived about that, there's coming a day where he'll bow before King Jesus. Can I remind you to be thankful of something that you'd rather not be thankful for? You need to be thankful for every time God brings you face to face with your weakness. You need to be thankful for every time God brings you face to face with your insufficiency, your inability. You need to be thankful for every time the Lord Jesus, God, crashes you up against the fact that you need Him. Strongest place we can be on this earth is weak in our own sight and rich in faith towards our God. And John, for a moment, finds himself weeping, but in a moment, we're going to find him in all of creation worshiping because he's going to find and he's going to exalt Christ to his proper place in his heart. King of kings and Lord of lords. John is weeping. John is weeping. Number two, Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. The Bible says in verse number five, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Verse, I love this. One of the elders saith unto me. Now, we remember the elders represent the saved, the church, God's people. And the rapture's already taken place, and God's people are with the Lord. The Bible says, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And one of the saved sees John weeping, and one of the saved, one of the saints of God, I can just see them. Hey, John, weep not. You have no reason to be distraught. You have no reason to be upset. You have no reason to worry and fret. He says, weep not. Behold. And he's going to tell us about Jesus. You know what's exciting to me? If you're saved tonight, you can have this hope. And you have this hope that we have, need, we have no need to fear and fret and worry because God is faithful and we have a Savior. And one of the saved, one of the elders saith unto him, Weep not, John. Here's what he says. Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, I love when Jesus is described as the lion of the tribe of Judah. We couldn't even begin to go into all the details 
about that title. But Jesus here is described as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's full of dignity and sovereignty and courage and victory. He says, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The Bible says and calls him the root of David. Now this is kind of fun to think about for a moment. The root of David. Now I'll just tell you something. Ian and Hudson are the root of Cody. No, sorry. Let's see here. Cody is the root of Ian and Hudson. I'll get that straight eventually. Cody is the root of Daniel Sturgill. Daniel Sturgill's the root of Dick Sturgill. Sorry. Other way. You know what I mean? Tell me what I mean, not what I say. You will not forget this illustration because I blew it so bad. This is fun. Look what the Bible says about Jesus. The Bible says Jesus is the root of David. Now, from a human perspective, David is the root of Jesus, right? From a human perspective, Jesus came from his father David. From a point of deity, Jesus Christ came long before David, and Jesus is the root of David. Do you understand that? I'm so thankful when we worship Jesus at Christmas time. We're not worshiping just some good man. We're worshiping eternal God who came to die on the cross for our sins. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the root of David. He's the root of David. The Bible says, And he hath prevailed to open the book. And to lose the seven seals there, he hath prevailed to open. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ has prevailed. Man, it may not appear it right now when you watch the news that Jesus has prevailed. But I'll have you know something. Jesus has prevailed. And it may not appear at times that God's got it all under control. But I can guarantee you tonight that God has prevailed through Jesus Christ. He has prevailed. He hath prevailed. And so... The elder says, weep not, John. Weep not, John. Jesus has prevailed. Jesus is worthy. Look what it says in verse number 6. Verse number 6, the Bible says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. (laughs) What do we see? He says, I, I looked, and there I saw it. In the midst of the throne of God. In the midst of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, he said there was a lamb. Where's the lamb? I'm going to tell you, it's no secret, the lamb is the Lord Jesus Christ. Where's the lamb? Where's Jesus? I'm telling you tonight, Jesus is not in Bethlehem's manger anymore. I'm glad he came there. And Jesus is not in Jerusalem And Jesus is not in Golgotha on a cross. And Jesus is not in Joseph's tomb. Jesus is in the throne. Jesus is in the throne. He's not a baby in a manger. He's not a lowly carpenter. He's not a humble teacher. He's not just a great prophet or a leader. He's at the throne of God. Equal with God the Father. Equal with God the Spirit. He is the presence of God. He's the Lamb. And so what does John say? John sees he beheld and lo in the midst of the throne. Where's Jesus? He is the throne of God. 
he sees Jesus. Behold, in the midst of the throne, the midst of the four beasts, the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Why is this the picture? A lamb that had been slain. Because Jesus was the lamb that was slain. The Bible says he was the lamb that was slain since the foundation of the earth. This was God's plan. God sent his son. The lamb that had been slain. A lamb slain. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 22? you remember when Abraham went to offer Isaac? What did Isaac say to his daddy? I see the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? John the Baptist, when Jesus came on the day of his baptism, Jesus said, John said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. In Revelation chapter number 5, we're going to all cry out, Worthy is the Lamb. You see, Jesus is the Lamb. He's the Lamb of God. And the, the Lamb, the Bible says, You look here, look here, John, the Lamb. Look at the Lamb. Verse number 6. There stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Seven horns. The seven horns most likely speak of God's omnipotence, his all power. The seven eyes most likely speak of God's omniscience, his all-knowing. The seven spirits of his omnipresence, he's everywhere present. Folks, I want you to know something. God is mighty and powerful, and Jesus Christ is God. He's the lamb. And the Bible says in verse number 7, He came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. What did Jesus do? This is wonderful to me. You got this lamb as it had been slain. You're looking at the lamb. And John sees the lamb. And the lamb goes to God the Father, seated at the throne, and takes out of his hand the title deed of the earth, it's rightfully his. And he has the authority and the power to open it and to complete the plan and purpose of God. Oh, it's so good. Look at the lamb. You see, Jesus is worthy. Jesus, who can open the seven seals? Who is it that can set the record straight? Who is it that can make all wrongs right? Who is it that can complete the perfect plan of God? And Folks, I'm thankful that I can tell you that it's Jesus. Jesus is worthy. John is weeping. Jesus is worthy. And finally, number three, creation is worshiping. Creation is worshiping. Look what the Bible does and says in verse number eight. And when he, Jesus, had taken the book, the four beasts and 20 elders fell down before the lamb. You see these guys worshiping again. You know, they worship equally God the Father and God the Son because they're equal. The four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. It's a fascinating thing to watch the elders and the uh, beasts fall down before God. Jesus with the prayers of the saints. And I don't know all that this implies, but I'm encouraged to know that the prayers of the saints of God are at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus is touched with all of our prayers. And Jesus is moved by our prayers. And I'll have you know something, all of our prayers will be satisfied in Jesus. All of our prayers will be answered in Christ. And all of our burdens and troubles and griefs and uncertainties will be made right. The Lord Jesus Christ. 
They fall at the feet of the Lord Jesus with their prayers of the saints. And the Bible says, verse number 9, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Who's worthy? Jesus is worthy. Worthy. Why? Why is Jesus worthy? Because for thou wast slain and hath redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Jesus was worthy. He was slain and redeemed us to God. Now that little phrase, redeemed us to God. Let me tell you something. When I stand before God on my record, Cody, let me tell you something. I stand before God Cody, a dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner. But whoa, wait, you've been preaching for 20-some years. Dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner. But wait, you pay your bills. Dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner. But wait, we've not heard you cuss in years and years. Dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner. But wait, you go to church three days, three times a week. I go to church more than that. Dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner. That's who I am. But because Jesus Christ was slain, because he died, because he shed his blood, because Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I received Jesus by faith as my Savior. The Bible says that Jesus has redeemed us to God by the blood. Look, I'm washed in the blood. I'm covered in the blood. I'm forgiven because of blood. I'm redeemed to God by the blood. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus has redeemed me. He's paid for me. He's bought me. He's paid my sin debt. He's made me righteous before God. I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. Creation's worshiping. And if you're saved by grace through faith, washed in the blood of the Lamb, you should be worshiping too. The Lord Jesus has redeemed us to God. Not only has he redeemed us to God by the blood, but every kindred, every tongue, every people, every nation. Folks from all over, from every aspect of life have put their trust in Christ, been washed in the blood. It's not a message just for the Jew. It's a message for the whole world. For God so loved the world. The Bible says in verse number 10, And has made us under our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Look at that verse. What else did the Lamb do for us? He redeemed us to God. I'm righteous in his eyes because the blood of Christ. But also the Lord Jesus has made us unto our God, kings and priests. Because of Christ's blood on my account, as far as God is concerned, Cody Sturgill, is a king and a priest before God. Now look, I don't care what you think about me. I do a little bit. But let me tell you what Jesus thinks about me. Jesus thinks that boy is a king. Jesus thinks that boy is a priest. As a king, I have authority and I have opportunity with God. As a priest, I have access to God. God thinks that I'm royalty. Let me tell you something. 
He's going to treat me like royalty for all of eternity. Not because I'm worthy, but because worthy is the lamb that was slain. He's going to be faithful to me. Because he's worthy and he's made me worthy. I'm made worthy through the blood of the lamb. Don't we worship. God's worthy. God made us kings and priests before him. God thinks I'm special. He loves me. The Bible says in verse number 11, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. Now we're going to change to a praise and worship. So we just have discovered all that we, the treasures we have in the Lord Jesus. We're going to change to a praise and worship service like none you've ever experienced. John says, I beheld, I heard the voice of many, really many, how, how many? Many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000. I think that's 100 million. 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. It's 100 million plus thousands and thousands. However many that is, that's a whole bunch. But it's somewhere around 100 million. The Bible says... And all those angels were saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I've been trying to wrap my brain around what he heard, and I can't. But I will say this. On several occasions, I found myself seated in the middle of Neyland Stadium with 100,000 University of Tennessee fans cheering for the appropriate team. Right, guys? <laughs> I see those heads. And I've heard 100,000 people cheer for the University of Tennessee Vols. And I'll just tell you, if you're not a fan, you can't help but like it a little bit. 100,000 people giving it all they got. Cheering and shouting. Sometimes even singing Rocky Top. And it's pretty exciting. But that's 100,000. And God said there was 100 million angels with loud voices. Can you imagine it for just a moment? 100 million angels with loud voices declaring the greatest truth that any of us have ever heard. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. The Bible says in verse 13, when the hundred million angels plus began to cry out, every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard, I sang. Blessing and honor and glory and power. All of creation joined in with all the angels and they cried out, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. The four beasts said, Amen. The four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever. Creation is worshipping. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest truths you've ever heard 
Grace, hope, and the reason we don't have to weep over the wickedness. The reason we don't have to be in desperation and despair. The reason we can live hopeful every day. It's because worthy is the lamb that was slain. He's worthy. He was worthy to be slain. He was worthy to bear the reproach of your sins and mine. He was worthy to be our Savior. He was powerful to conquer death, hell, and the grave. He was powerful to send into heaven. He was powerful to prepare a place. And he's going to be powerful in the end of days to ultimately defeat the devil. And all of eternity will be glory. Why? Worthy's the Lamb. Worthy's the lamb. Worthy's the lamb. I didn't need a hundred million angels to proclaim it, but I'm glad they did. On their recommendation, you know what? When I start to wring my hands over frivolous matters, I'm just going to remember once again, worthy's the lamb. I'm going to be reminded of the goodness of God, faithfulness of my Savior. I'll put my trust in him. The angel said to John, oh, you don't have to weep. Look, worthy is the lamb. Let's pray. Lord.